Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. We're recognizing farms and homesteads that have been in the family for more than 100 or 150 years. I'm Allison Lund for the Midwest Farm Report. These families will get together at State Fair Park in West Allis on August 9th for a celebratory breakfast. One family farm receiving the Century Farm recognition is Spurley Farm. Nate Kirch traces the history of the farm on his mother's side back to 1883 when Hans Spurley, an ancestor from Norway, purchased the property in the town of Dunn. Nate shares more about the farm's history. Yeah, so um, our ancestors um, on my mother's side uh, came from Song, Norway, um, and they originally settled um, over by Sunnyside Beach, kind of by Lake Eganza State Park, kind of on the shorelines of Lake Eganza. And um, in 1881, 1883, we have a little bit of conflicting information, but um, we've kind of settled on the 1883 date. Um, My great great-great-grandfather, um, Hans Spurley, um, bought the farm from William Sigelkow, um, which is kind of a, a McFarland name. The Sigelkow family was, was present in the McFarland area, and they bought the original 80-acre farm um, in 1883, um, relocating from, um, I guess, what would have been Pleasant Springs and, and the Lake Eganza area um, to our current location. Awesome. And when you acquired that farm, what buildings were on it? What was the farm originally used for? Uh, walk me through some of that information. Yeah, so the house, um, from what we can tell, uh, again, from records and then from you know ancestors who are obviously no longer with us, the house was built in 1847, so a year before Wisconsin was a state. Um, they believe that the house is one of the earliest in the town of Dunn. Um, it was, again, built by William Sigelkow, from what we can ascertain. Um, at the time, uh, you know, there was a small dairy barn, some other miscellaneous outbuildings that was expanded upon and, 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 and built upon by, uh, obviously, Hans, and then his son, Oscar, and then his son, Richard, who was my grandfather. By the time Richard kind of relinquished control and 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 was no longer um, there on the farm uh, there were machine sheds and corn cribs and chicken houses and um, my grandparents uh, milk cows and had upwards of a thousand chickens at any given time and then ran at that time um, not only our home farm but we had two estate farms one just to the east and one to the south Richard was running approximately 300 to 350 acres in, in row crops every year and um, got out of the dairy industry in the, in the mid-50s. Um, but the chickens and hogs stayed on for some years later, but then probably by the 70s was just, just in, in, in corn and, and soybeans. We raised tobacco um, until probably the late 90s. We had tobacco on the farm. Um, and then again, my grandfather retired with some health problems, and Kendall Uphoff with Uphoff Farms has run our, our farm since about 1993-1994. So it sounds like a lot of work throughout the years, and what were those first few years like on the farm? Um, you know, again, from stories and, and from history, you know, from family members, I know there were a lot of hard times. Um, I know there were, um, you know, a lot of sacrifices that were made. 
um, you know, the, the way that the farm has kind of been passed down from generation to generation, um, you know, originally from Hans and then to Oscar and then um, Richard, um, you know, there were, there were certainly some, uh, you know, tough times and sacrifices that were made. But at the same time, I think, um, you know, the, the quality of life that, that they had, uh, certainly uh, my, my grandfather thought that there was, you know, no better place to, you know, to be, to raise a family, um, you know, to be in the out of doors and, um, you know, to have access to all of that, uh, you know, natural beauty was definitely something that, that he held in a very high regard and uh, always did his very best to, uh, you know, care for the land, care for the farm, to give back, to not always be taking. Um, it was, it was definitely a top priority. I can imagine that there were definitely hard times and struggles, but it's awesome to hear the stories of how these farms are passed down throughout the years. Still focusing on the past, are there any memories that were shared with you that you'd like to share with me? Um, you know, I guess for me, uh, growing up uh, as a as a child, you know, in the in the 80s, um, certainly remember, uh, you know, riding along with my grandpa, whether it was planting corn, combining corn. Um, you know, running corn and beans to the co-op in, in, in Cottage Grove. Um, certainly the, the, the tobacco memories that we have of, of all the, all the men, um, I think half of McFarland probably worked for the Spurleys at, at any given point in time during, you know, tobacco harvest, the meals that my grandma and my mother, my aunt would make, um, the, you know, the camaraderie with the people and just the, the long-term friendship. I mean, my, my, my grandfather's been gone close to 15 years now and we still have people stop and talk about Richard and um, talk about working for he and Barbara, his wife. Um, so I, I think it's just the, you know, it's the work ethic that, that was instilled in all of us. Um, and then the friendships that we've, that we've made and that we've, um, you know, established and, and continued on long after some of that farm work is done. It's really awesome to make those close-knit bonds and just become sort of a figure in the community. And is there anything that really makes your farm unique and makes it stand out in the community? You know, I think at this point in time, um, as we sit here in 2022, um, it's the fact that we still have the farm. Um, it's the fact that we um, have prioritized our agricultural past um, and, and the fact that we continue to turn away development and annexation, we, we, we really value what we have. And um, uh, my, my grandpa always used to say that, that once it's gone, it's gone, and there's no amount of money that can bring it back. Um, you know, so as we sit now on the edge, really, of McFarland and Dunn, um, the fact that we continue to prioritize um, that preservation and that agricultural use um, you know, we, we get some funny comments and we get some, uh, you know, conversations with folks like, you know, why, why don't you sell? Why don't you get out? Why don't you cash in? Um, and, and, um, we're very, very cognizant of what that means and that once it is gone, it's gone. I mean, my daughters are the sixth generation in our family to live in that house. And, and that's pretty rare in a day and age when most people don't stay somewhere for 30 years, much less. Uh, I think we're at 139 years this year. So um, I think just the fact that, 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 that we stay and everyone knows where Spurleys is at, and um, it's been that way for generations. You're certainly right in saying that once it's gone, it's gone, and it's great to see that tie that you have to the farm and to the land. And I'm glad that you bring up your daughters. 
because uh, I was wondering, what does it look like moving forward? What is the interest in taking over the farm in the next generation? Uh, you know, well, I have three um, daughters, um, and obviously my mother and my aunt are still um, highly involved in the in the in the farm and the day to day operations, and and um, you know that's what my my grandparents would have wanted. Um, as far as down the road, I, I'm I'm hopeful that uh, um, you know we can keep it the way it is indefinitely. Um, certainly, um, you know, my hope is for my lifetime and, um, you know, once, once I'm gone, I guess that'll, that'll land in somebody else's lap. Um, again, the, the three daughters all realize the history and, uh, you know, the, the value that we place on that, on that place. Um, one of the three, I think is, is, is certainly more interested than the other two. Um, she's very uh, active and involved when we're, uh, you know, all either maintaining waterways or, you know, clearing tree lanes and, and uh, things of that nature. So um, I'm hopeful. I mean, obviously nobody has a crystal ball, but uh, uh, I certainly don't want it to, to die on my watch. Let's put it that way. Well, while it is still in your watch, are there any improvements or changes that you're planning on making in the near future? Um, no, I mean, uh, you know, again, when my, when my grandfather, uh, past um we we were forced to um you know take down uh a lot of the agricultural buildings we put up a new cleary uh building just kind of to house his tractor collection and all of the other things that that are still there uh you know the house continues to be a uh never-ending um project when you have something that's that old there's always maintenance and, and and things that that needs to be done um as far as the farm itself you know, we continue to, um, you know, maintain waterways, um, you know, always, always working with, uh, up on, you know, soil quality and soil management. Um, you know, just, just a continuation of, of, of those practices. And, um, but as far as major projects, I think at this point, you know, we're, we're to a point where we are just trying to, you know, maintain what we have and, and preserve, uh, you know, that agricultural use. Well, it certainly sounds like a never-ending project, but I'm sure so many folks appreciate the work you're doing to keep it in your family and in your hands. Uh, it sounds like we've covered a lot, Nate. Is there anything that I'm leaving out that you'd like to share? The uh, Centennial uh, Award with the farm is is just something that we, I think, that we pursued probably more so to honor, um, you know, the, the generations that have come before us because without them, you know, we wouldn't have the opportunity that we now have to maintain uh, you know this you know this special place um, so uh, you know the the award and the recognition um, is certainly something that I can't take uh, you know credit for I think it needs to it needs to rest on you know Richard and it needs to rest on Oscar and it needs to rest rest on Hans and all those generations that uh, that that came before us and, and and took care of it and were able to entrust us with 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 its care going forward Nate Kurtz sharing the history of Spurley Farm in the town of Dunn. The Century Farm program originated as part of Wisconsin's centennial celebration in 1948. Each year, about 100 properties are honored. You can listen to some of these stories at MidwestFarmReport.com. These stories are brought to you courtesy of Compere Financial. I'm Allison Lund.